The bus was like Pa said it would be. More kids traveling down south than adults. Half of the travelers wore blue and white t-shirts that declared them young saints of Shiloh Baptist from Queens. Ours was a double-decker bus, which was exciting in itself. We had never been on a double-decker bus, and we all said, I want to go up there. The bus driver, a man older than our father, but not as old as Big Ma, stopped us. Want your teenagers up there? Young ones, stay where I can see you. Plenty of seats down here. I started to tell the driver I was 13 and could watch my sisters, but Vonetta told him, You can't drive the bus and keep an eye on us. And then I said, Shut your mouth, Vonetta. And as if Big Ma had been poking me in the back telling me what to say, I added, Sorry, sir. And we moved down the narrow aisle to join the young saints. My sisters sat together on one side of the aisle, and I sat across from them in the aisle seat, next to a boy about my age. I geared myself up for some conversation, mainly to practice talking to a real teenage boy, but he closed his eyes almost as soon as I slid into the seat next to him. That was fine with me, although some conversation would have been nice. Besides, I would get in all of the practice I wanted in talking to teenage boys when we got to my great-grandmother Ma Charles's house. My cousin Jimmy Trotter would do, and I hoped he felt like talking. I hoped he wasn't sad and quiet like he was when we left Alabama three years ago. But I'd understand if he was. The plan to dole out one piece of bubblegum, one Jolly Rancher sucking candy, and a pixie stick for every state we entered fell apart long before we reached the middle of Virginia, but that was all right. I glanced over at my sisters. Vonetta erased and filled in her crossword puzzle. Fern read Charlotte's web. I didn't know how much longer they'd remain fuss-free, but I was grateful for their good behavior and plowed onward with things fall apart. I'd been saving my books since Christmas, waiting for a long stretch of time that didn't include bickering sisters a heap of chores, and homework. When Pa announced our bus trip, I knew I'd have hours and hours on the road with the perfect companion, if my sisters let me read in peace. I felt a surge of pride as I read my first adult book, and a book about Africa written by an African. With everyone in the neighborhood taking on African names and trying to go back to Africa, I was anxious to learn more about the place of our ancestors. It didn't take too long for me to know I wouldn't be changing my name to some Swahili translation for oldest, tallest daughter. Even the cherry jolly rancher soured in my mouth as I read. How could this be a great African novel if the people weren't so great? The more I read, the less I liked Okonkwo, the main character. I couldn't understand why the writer would spend an entire book on such a mean, selfish ogre or why my sixth-grade teacher thought it was a great book. He'd read the cover ragged. I kept waiting for the story to be the fine literature that even my stepmother declared it to be. Even if Okonkwo changed or did something right or heroic, I still wouldn't like him. I could have kicked myself for being trapped with mean, murdering Okonkwo when the Soul Brothers and Sister Lou and the Outsiders rattled around unread in the underbelly of our greyhound. It wasn't fair to have waited for so long to read a book that was less than what I'd imagined. There I was, 
without the book I'd hoped for, stuck for hours and hours with a story I didn't want to read, next to a boy who wouldn't let me practice boy talking with him. I might as well have been stuck between Vonetta and Fern, kicking, punching, and yowling like cats. At least my sisters weren't miserable. I glanced over at Fern and envied the way she raised her eyebrows, a sure sign that she was loving her story and couldn't wait to turn the page. I could even guess which part of her story she was at. How I longed for any one of my books locked in my suitcase. When we pulled in for our stop in Spartanburg, South Carolina, the bus driver refused to let me retrieve my other books from my suitcase, no matter how polite.